There's too many feels today. We are racking up so many feels today. All right, welcome back to this episode of First Reaction, Fade Reaction. I am your host, Kaylin Clothier, and with me is my co-host, Dara Whitman. All righty, today we are talking about The Legend of Korra. We are on the latter half of Book 3, Change. And we're going to be talking about Episodes 10, Long Live the Queen, and Episode 11, The Ultimatum. Uh, let's get started with Long Live the Queen, which is an eerie title. It kind of... Kind Wait, of I just thought of something. Yes. I said the queen was going to die. Yeah. You said, you're not going to, you said, like, probably not. They're not going to kill a queen. You fucking lied to me. Oh, like, you haven't lied to me before on this show. Not the point. Actually, definitely the point. Definitely the point the is, point. listen, I've had a lot of feels today. Um, we're not going to finish off some stuff. I'm kind of upset. I have a lot of emotions. People are getting shot. People are doing things. People are. Why do they, why, Fred Andrews, why? That's got nothing to do with this. <laughs> Anyway, I'm not really okay. So long live the queen. Um, so where we left off uh, last episode. Everybody's saw, kidnapped. Everybody's kidnapped. So uh, Maku Malin got kidnapped by uh, the Red Lotus gang. Um, meanwhile, uh, Korra and Asami were kidnapped by the Earth Queen. So we, we come to um, on the Earth Queen's airship. Yes. And hold on. So we come to on the Earth Queen's airship. And uh, Cora is in some weird kind of Hannibal Lecter style garb. Why? Like I she, mean, I kind of get it because like bending. Yeah, they don't want her to bend anything. So she has a mask over her face. She's all kinds of tied up like, uh, you know, uh, straight jacket style. Mm -hmm. uh, Asami gets a better treatment. They just kind of chain her to the floor, but she convinces them to chain her to um, the side of because the ship. Because Asami is charming. Because she knows how to charm the guards. And she doesn't even have to take off her shirt. Anyway. Yeah, so Cora, uh, you know, trying to get them to let her go because she's like, hey, there's some people out there who are, like, real bad. Who are real bad. Real uh, bad. But they don't really care. Um, so meanwhile, Mako and Boleyn have been taken uh, by the Red Lotus gang who are going to Ba Sing Se. Maka Basically, everybody's going to Ba Sing Se. Everybody's going to Ba Sing Se. We're all just going to Ba Sing Se. And so there's a um, funny scene where uh, Bolin is kind of making, trying to make friends <laughs> with uh, Mingwan Gazan and, you know, asks him about their time in prison. And their sexual tension. Yeah, I love that uh, scene where he's, where he, uh, Bolin tries to figure out what, uh, you know, is trying to make guesses about Gazan and his character. Mm -hmm. And then he, he gets two out of three. What was, but like, we didn't, we didn't find out which ones were two out of three. Uh, he, yeah, he doesn't tell us which ones out of the two out of three he got. So it, it's a lot of fun. I really like that scene. I think that also, um, one, we get to see kind of that Bolin that we really like. And another, we get a, to characterize and humanize uh, the Gazan and Mingwa a little bit, which mm -hmm. is a lot of fun. And so I always really like that scene. Uh, so back on the airship, Kornasami uh, are trying to figure out how to get out of the situation they're in. Asami uh, knows that the ship that they're on was built by not Future Industries, but Cabbage Corps. And she's like, it's a piece of junk. Well, basically. cabbages. Yeah. And she knows how to basically take that thing out from the inside out. Which she does. She does. And she breaks free. Um, and she's able to break Korra out as well. But she, she kind of, Korra kind of ruins the airship in the process mm -hmm. and they go down. Um, so back in the Earth Kingdom, we're in the Earth Queen's palace. And so the Red Lotus gang comes in and is able to say, like, kind of under the guise of, like, bounty hunters of people who didn't, weren't able to get uh, Kornasami, but they did take their friends mm -hmm. who were also wanted. Um, and so... They kind of try to leverage that, hey, they know where the all the airbenders are. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, Zaheer says doesn't want money as payment. Uh, they want the Avatar in response to them telling them, one, giving them uh, the Avatar's friends, and two, being able to tell them where all the, uh, the stolen, quote-unquote, uh, airbenders are. Stolen. Liberated. <laughs> So Zaheer tries to, you know, be logical about it and say, like, hey, if other nations know that you got the Avatar in custody, like, they're not going to stand for that. Like, you, you know, they're going to, a lot of people are going to be against you. They might try to kill you with their bending powers. You never know. Mm -hmm. um, and so uh, she's like, well, what do you want to do with the Avatar? And we still don't know what they want with Korra. Like, I don't get what the, yeah. Yeah. Because, like, I get it. If they want to kidnap her when she's a kid, they could, like, raise her into, like, thinking their way. Mm -hmm. You can't. 
But like, yeah, she's. Do they have like a machine now. that can like force her to do stuff? Oh, ooh, that'd be scary. Is that a thing? That'd be gross. Yeah, weird. <laughs> just put her in a mech. <laughs> Car again, no, like a, a mind con- no, like a mind control thing. Like, a, do they have anything that they can mind control her? Because if that's the case, mm-hmm. okay, motivation at least. Yeah, I guess it'd be kind of a stretch. I think it'd be a stretch, but I'm just like, eh. Mm-hmm. So um, the queen kind of begrudgingly agrees, uh, and so the Red Lotus have to go and wait, and Mock and Bolin are taken to the dungeon. da na 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 I was going to say prison, but on here they say the dungeon. I think that's a way better term for it. Um, it's a secret dungeon. Secret dungeon, secret dungeon, under the palace. Secret, 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 secret dungeon. Yeah. So back with uh, Korra and Asami, they managed to uh, take down... The airship, kind of by accident, because they just want to take it over, but Cora kind of goes a little too far, and they just go a crash yeah. in the middle of a desert. Of all places, in the middle of a desert. And middle, of ta- middle of Tatooine. Yeah, exactly. Or Jakku. Or Jakku. If you prefer that. Um, which is kind of unfortunate, because uh, we know this desert. We've seen this desert before in the first years. Yeah. Not a desert you want to find yourself in. No. Very difficult to get out. Mm-hmm. So uh, Cora tries to to work with the crew um, to try to get it in working order. Uh, we see kind of something under, kind of rumbling in the sand, and we're not quite sure what it is. There's some creatures about, mm. some very scary creatures. You uh, called them tremors. I yeah, I was thinking like from tremors. I don't know why I do. I associate a lot of things with tremors. <laughs> Anytime the ground moves, like tremors. <laughs> Weird dinosaur creatures. Wasn't that what they weren't? I never actually saw tremors. Yeah, I think they're just like old things. I don't know if they, they weren't aliens or anything. Eh. Uh, yeah, so they start working on a way to uh, get the airship in working order. Mm-hmm. Um, back in the Earth Queen's dungeon or dungeon. jail. They went from dungeon to jail. I feel like those are two very different things. Anyway, so um, Mako tries to get him, you know, tries to get him to get him out because, like, hey, you know, there's you got some dangerous people working, you know, for us. Like, he tries to get out, but, you know, no, they, they're not going to let him out. Um, and then Mako is trying to get Bolin to metal bend. He's like, hey, I know you can do it. Like, you are capable of metal bending. Like, now is the time. If you're going to do it, you got to do it now. Bolin, uh, Bolin, Bolin, Bolin. And he, yeah, Mako starts a great, like, USA-style chant. And it's fantastic, except for the fact that Bolin still can't metal bend. Aww. He can't do it. Is he going to Bolin by the... Uh, is he going to Bolin? Is, is Bolin going to Bolin? Is he going to metal bend Bolin? by the end of the... Sh- I feel like he's going to metal bend by the end... At least by the end of... Like, probably maybe the season. Mm-hmm. Or at least by the end of the show. And then we'll get Bopal back together. Yay. I need some kind of happiness. But what if he just never metal bends? I mean, that's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Who knows? What if nobody can metal bend, man? <laughs> man. Metal bending was a conspiracy created by the Republic City government. Even though some people can actually metal bend. <laughs> so then we go back to another character, uh, one of my personal favorites, the lovely lady, uh, Lynn Beifong, who yes. uh, is using her detective skills trying to track down uh, Korra after they had left uh, Zhao Fu. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Lin is able to find their jeep that they drove um, from Zafu to uh, the Misty Palms Oasis in, or that area. Uh, and she finds the jeep, but she doesn't find anybody. But we do come across Naga and Pabu. Yay! Yay! That's really all you need. It's really all well, you need. Well, I mean, we, we, I think we want to see our... The um, team avatar safe and sound. Mm-hmm. So um, then Lynn contacts Tonrak and says, uh, it just reports back to him and they agree to meet in the Misty Palms Oasis. Uh, so back in the desert, uh, Korra and Sami are able to kind of get the airship back functioning. Mm-hmm. And they, they kind of start, they start, uh, you know, firing things up and they start flying. Everything's great. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Um, except for that, you know, that thing that we saw moving earlier and we didn't know what it was? Yep. Uh, well, it comes out. It's called a sand shark. Ooh. And it's huge. And uh, they thought it was a spirit at first, but it's not a spirit, which I thought, I don't know why I thought it was a spirit. Like, I guess I missed that part, like, the first couple times I was watching it. The sand shark is a large carnivorous predator that lurks underneath the surface of the Siwong Desert, searching through the sand for mobile prey. All right, tremors. I get it. See, I kept thinking of Dune. Mm-hmm. So it was like a scene where it's kind of like the thing pops up and the guy's on it, and you're like, I am the Quizarx Hatterack or whatever. I haven't seen Dune. Neither have I. I just know that scene. 
Um, and so they're kind of back to square one here because they don't have, they don't got an airship. Mm -hmm. So, uh, they're kind of trying to figure out what to do here. And then Asami has the brilliant idea because she's so smart. Asami does a lot in this episode. She does a lot in this episode. Yeah, this is a good, this is a good, uh, and Asami episode. Yeah. Because they, they have to figure out how to get through things together. Yeah. Gosh, I love them. Anyway. So, um. Asami suggests that maybe they just make a sand sailor out of the all the scrap pieces, mm-hmm. and so uh, they yeah they try to do it, and it you know, works out pretty well for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so back at the uh, with the red lotus in the Earth Queen's chambers, uh, Zahir uh, kind of is spying, and they find out that uh, Korra has escaped from, or that they brought the airship down, and they're sending yes. out another airship to do it. Um, and Zaheer kind of relays this information to the rest of the Red Lotus, and they're like, yeah, no, we're, we're not, like, it's a bad idea to, one, go looking in the desert, and two, the uh, Earth Queen isn't going to be able to capture her again, because they're pretty savvy. Yeah. Like, the Red Lotus, they, they know what's up. That's why I still love them, even though they've done horrible things this episode. Yes. Some that are awesome, horrible, and some are just mean. Yes, exactly. Like, they're, they're such a smart group. Yeah. And they're so much fun. To just watch them Somebody do Somebody make me a comic book series. I'm saying. I'm so down for that. I want... Look, I'm pretty sure Red Lotus out of our... Book. I don't know how many subscribers we're going to have by the time this episode comes out. I'm going to guesstimate 100, maybe. I hope 100. I'm hoping. Subscribe, guys. By 100. We might have 100. I'm, I'm thinking some of you might be fantastic comic book artists mm-hmm. and writers. Mm-hmm. Make us a comic. Or you don't even have to make just us a comic. Everybody Make everybody a comic, but tweet it at us. Thing. Yeah. And we'll... Give you a smile and a and we'll give you a virtual hug and we'll cry a lot. I'll cry a lot. I'll cry. I've, a lot. Been, I've been crying too much today. <laughs> a lot happened. A lot did happen today. Remember, like last night we were watching Death Note. And I'm like, this is stupid. Yeah, that was fun. That was a lot of fun because Death. Yeah, what a bad movie. Yeah. Anyway, bad movie. Anyway, so after uh, they kind of confront, they confront the Earth Queen after that, and um. He basically tells her they've been listening in on her and they know that the Avatar has escaped. And the Earth Queen is like, just, hey, tell me where the airbenders are now. And Zaheer is like, yeah, that, it's not what we agreed on. So is this where the awesome yeah, and thing so happens? They, yeah, she orders the Daily to attack. But the awesome gang, they know. The Red Lotus, they can take him out no problem. Yeah. Because they are the Red Lotus. They're not just any, any kind of people there. Um, and so... They managed to get it so the Earth Queen is alone. Uh, Zaheer has a good speech about how he does not believe in queens. Which is a weird line. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like if somebody, I've heard this before, somebody, I, if somebody said like, to me, I don't believe in cheating. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, but it's a, like, it's, it, it's a thing that exists. Like, yeah. You can't say you don't believe in queens. Like, it te- like I get like you don't, like in like, the idea of a queen. Mm-hmm. Well, like queens exist. Yeah, he like, doesn't. He does not believe in queens, though. I think I think he said like I don't believe in the idea of queens. Mm-hmm. Continue. Yeah, and and so uh, then he does that thing, you know, that thing where he just straight up suffocates her. <laughs> yeah, he airbends the air out of her lungs, and then just like spins it around her yeah, head, and then uses that to suffocate her. And then while he does a speech. Uh, you know, something about air and there's only darkness or blah, 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 blah. And then she dies. And then she dies. She is straight up dead. Which, hooray. Yeah, they hated that bitch. Exactly. Because you're, you're like, I, I, that's not a good thing. But at the same time, not really angry about it. No. I'm not angry. Not really angry about it. Anyway. Um, and then they get on the radio. Yep, and then uh, they are, they manage to get on local radio and basically tell everyone the Earth Queen has uh, been taken down. We can't say killed. Notice how in this whole episode, nobody ever says the Earth Queen was killed or assassinated. Uh, it's such a weird... This is like one of those... It's a kid show things where like they're not allowed to say die, but they can like show asphyxiation on screen. It's a family picture. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are big fans of... Uh, Critic. Anyway, you met him once, right? I met him twice. Oh, nice. Yeah. Next time there's a con, let me know and I'll come with you and I will. It'll be fun. And we'll tell about our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just casually be like, hi, this is a uh, non non threatening thing, but we'll listen to our podcast. Thank you. We can bring it up in casual conversation. Casual conversation. All right. Okay, cool. Sounds good. Um, I'll dress up as Cheryl Blossom. <laughs> Can I do that? Yes. I, I, that. I need, that'd, be, that'd be hard to find an outfit, though. Oh. 
Does he have such good out? I know. They're so good. They're all burnt up, though. If I wear the right kind of hat and jacket, I look kind of like Jack and it's really weird. <laughs> You're not wrong. I do. But you have to see it. I think it's, it's, I think it's weird. They might be selling Jughead's, like, hat. Oh, probably. Can you buy one and then wear I have, it? I do have a gray beanie. No, but, like, I'm waiting, I'm waiting to buy Jughead's hat. You want? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll do it. Like, Hooray! Don't even. <laughs> I'll get it for you for your birthday. Aw, thanks. That's not until de- December, though, so. Yeah, it's coming up, though. Anyway. Well, so is mine eventually. Just got to wait for that year to roll yeah. back on. Anyway, uh, we are getting really off topic here. So, uh, Legend Report. What else is new? What else is new? Uh, we, can you tell we are so in that Riverdale mindset because we just, we literally just, we literally Riverdale. just recorded a Riverdale like thing. Ah, uh, it was so much fun. It was so much fun. Zaheer mm-hmm. so, so uh, basically delivers the message that the Earth Queen has been killed without ever saying kill or die or assassinate or murder or any of those words. It does say, like, she's been taken down by my hand. Yeah. So, close enough. Yeah. Um, and so, then he, he goes on a thing that he's, you know, he doesn't, he's like, I don't want to tell you my name because that's not important. I'm here to, like, liberate you. I'm here to free you. Um, and then we see Gazan uh, take down the walls with his uh, lava bending. So, which kind of, you know, you think, yay, the walls have been taken down. Earth Queen, tear down your walls. Great. Everything. Except the fact that it's total chaos. I was thinking, like, you're really being dumb about it, but then I remember he's saying, like, we, like that's our goal is chaos. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. The only order is disorder, and that's kind of uh, some of the arc words of the season is that, you know, the only order is disorder. Like, see so here is very much like uh, leaders are, you know, like freedom, like chaos is freedom, kind of. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, when you put those like power structures in place, everything become like isn't equal anymore. Yeah. So it's it's kind of a he's very like strongly anarchist. I'll yeah, say yeah. that. So the walls taken down. Uh, everything's going crazy in the um, prison. Uh, Mako tries to get Berlin to metal bend again. Uh, Bolin tries really hard. Yeah. He tries. And then the doors open. Yeah. But he didn't do it. No. That wasn't him. I kind of thought that wasn't going to happen. Um, yeah. And then we find out that it was Zaheer who is open the prisons. And he he opened all the doors except uh, Mako and Bolin's cell because he has a message for them. Da, na, na, na. He's going to set them free, but only if they deliver a message to I was kind of weirded out because they said like oh, I'm gonna set you free, but like and I thought they were gonna be like tracking them, which wasn't the case at all. Which makes more it make, the, their plan makes sense. Yeah, oh, because they know where the airbenders are. Like they well, yeah, they know how to get to Korra anyway, and it's not through those guys. It's through we'll find out later. Can we think about? Can we talk about the logic of like they knew that Zaheer was there, and then Zaheer knew where they were going, and mm-hmm. he's at like the air temple, the southern air temple, and he knew where they were going. Mm-hmm. Why didn't they just go back to the, the southern air temple? Northern Air Temple. Is that the word? No, no, but saying like no, no, they oh. were no, they were at the Northern Air yeah. Temple. I'm saying why didn't they go back to the South one if they knew if they figured that Zaheer probably knew because of like when he snuck in. That's a good point, actually. That's a really good point. I know. Tenzin. Tenzin. So back in the desert, uh, we are able we uh, Kornasami get that uh, sand sail or moving. Then there's like a chase scene with the uh, sand shark, mm-hmm. and there's some action, and yeah, and they escape. That's it. But it's fine. It's, it's, it's cool to see um, Cora and Asami working together because they're, they're working together a lot through this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We get to see them like kind of collaborate and get the sand sailing moving. Mm-hmm. So it's cool. Some gals being pals. Gal pals for gals. life. Gals being pals. Anyway, um, so they finally arrive at the Misty Palms Oasis. And before they go in, we see um, a dragon there. Who's that Yay! a dragon? That could be. I'm pretty sure there's only one guy who wasn't a dragon. <laughs> I might be wrong, but I'm assuming. Yeah, there's got to be more dragons. Maybe. Maybe they're hiding. Maybe. Maybe they're hiding. Who knows? Um, and so uh, Korra and Asami are able to go meet up with uh, Lin Tonrak and uh, Lord Zuko. Lord Zuko. Lord Zuko. I miss him. Uh, and there Korra learns of what happened to the Earth Queen. She's dead. And, uh, yeah, spoiler alert, <laughs> she's dead. Um, and that's kind of where we leave off on that episode. Yeah. With this kind of, like, threatening message, uh, like, the conflict has only just begun. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that episode went really fast for us, I felt like, when we were watching. It did. A lot happened. 
Yeah. What are your thoughts? I liked it. Yes. Quite a bit. Yeah. I found, the one thing I found weird is that, like, I think for me, like, the least interesting part was just, like, everything in the desert. Mm-hmm. Not that Corrin and Sami weren't lovely, because mm-hmm. they were. Yeah. But I just found, like, everything with, like, the Red Lotus gang and then the queen dying. Mm-hmm. That was nice. That was, my, like, literally, like, you'll see my reaction. You're going to edit that part of my reaction in. Where I'm just like, my mouth is just like, I gaped. Yes. I'm just like, what? Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. No, but I like this episode quite a bit. And I like that Zuko's back. Yeah. And, you know, Mm -hmm. everything seems, I mean, not good. But, like, I still don't, and I still want to know, like, why do they need Korra? Mm Mm-hmm. We still don't know. And and we, it's, it's, we're almost at the end of the season here. And we still don't know why they want Korra. So they're, Yeah. Like, I don't, like, the like because it's clearly they wanted her originally when she was a kid mm-hmm. so that she could, like, like be learn in their way. Mm-hmm. You can't do that now. Right. She's 17. Mm-hmm. So why? Does it have something? I feel like, like, if, so here's very spiritual, like, and I kind of said, like, something maybe with, like, mind control. Mm-hmm. Can they, like, alter her memories? I don't know how they would do that. Me neither, but I'm, like, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm grasping for thoughts. It, yeah, I don't want to give anything away. So. Well, I know that. <laughs> Again, I'm gonna. I'm just like thinking about this because, like, I'm just so mad at you for like all of this and you having all the power. Yeah, but I'm like a bitch when I have the power. Yeah, you are. I'm I such mean, a bitch. I, lo- I know I the show you. we're doing next. I'm gonna be a bitch about it. I know oh, I am. I know you're gonna. Uh, I'm not actually mad at her. It's fine, guys. <laughs> we still love each other. We do. We do love each other very much. Sometimes. Eh. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, so yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I really I always enjoy this episode because I think the the scene with the Earth Queen, I mean, that stands out above mm-hmm. the whole rest of the episode. I mean, that stands out honestly um, over most of the season for me. I mean, this this season has some great moments, but when I think about the stuff that happens, I mean, that particular scene um, with the assassination of the Earth Queen is such a, a standout moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, watching it again is a lot of fun. Uh, mm-hmm. It's because it's like you're because you're like whoa what what but mm-hmm. it's also like really cool and also like really scary but also like really awesome mm-hmm. uh, so it's just a, so much fun to watch that um, for the second time for the third time uh, yeah and that really stands out to me so that's that was the thing I was excited about for to rewatch in this episode but there was a lot of other good stuff that happens in this episode yeah, we have yeah, some yeah. scenes that I really like no 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 I don't th- I mean overall it was a good episode mm-hmm. just like some stuff was more interesting than others yeah yeah yeah. All right. Well, uh, it sounds like that's all we have for this episode. When we come back, we're going to be talking about uh, episode 11 of book three, The Ultimatum. Stay tuned. Welcome back. It's time to talk about the ultimatum. Da na na na. All right, let's get started with the synopsis. Um, we start off with Mako and Boleyn, who, after being freshly freed from jail, uh, are kind of get a firsthand view of all the chaos that's going on. People are looting. People are running crazy. The guards um, aren't doing anything. The guards all are. Are they're like, hey, we got we know the best stuff is follow us. Like, that they're not wrong. Yeah, so it's it's obvious that people didn't really have a lot of love and respect for the power. Well, I mean, that was in I mean, Malcolm Balloon's grandma did. Yeah, well, she yeah, that's interesting. Um, when we get to that, so um, they so they figure out that they they need to get out and they need to find Cora and deliver a message and do all this stuff. So they end up stealing an airship, uh, which really isn't that hard to do because you know it's everything's kind of going to. Going down the toilet. Going right to shit. Um, and so they they get a good view of the overhead of uh, Bossing Say, mm-hmm. and um, so upon seeing the like the pure destruction that's going on over Bossing Say, like everything's like on fire, like people are running all about. Um, they decide that they need to stop and uh, get their family. They got to get their family out, and so they find their family in the lower ring, and everything's good and fine, except that the grandmother doesn't want to leave. She's old and she's stubborn and she's like, I raised my family in this house. I don't want to leave. And then Bolin gives a beautiful, beautiful speech. Beautiful speech about like, it doesn't matter. Family, family is who you're with, not where you are. Yeah. And 
And and she responds, eh, no, I'm not leaving. No. So he uh, grabs her. Yeah, like at that point, like if you like you say I'm going to say they're not leaving, and then you give the thoughtful speech, and if they still say no, then you have every right to grab them. Yeah, yeah. And like the door's like on fire, like this building is about to burn down. Yeah. Like they're all going to die. Um, and so, but uh, Grandma Yen is able to take a picture of the Earth Queen because uh, she's one of the few, I guess, who actually liked her. Uh, and like escape her, and yeah, and they they board the uh, airship and they escape Ba Sing Se. Yeah, son. So they they kind of scan the desert, uh, looking for signs of them. They find the wreckage and they find the path leading to the Misty Palms Oasis. So they are able to meet there, and then they. Uh, so uh, Korasami, Mako, and Bolin are reunited. Reunited and, and it feels so good. Everybody's together. Yeah. And then we get the ult- we get the the message. Mm-hmm. Oh, and so also uh, Mako and Bolin get to meet Zuko and Bolin does what any of us would do in that situation and starts squeeing out. Squeeing. He's geeking out about Zuko. Same here. I'm surprised like Mako didn't squeak. I mean, squeakily, he entered- internally, like in the inside, he was definitely like, oh, yeah. Also, we get to my favorite part. I think it's after this. So uh, the grandma yeah. meets Asami and assumes she's the avatar. Yes. And then uh, Mako introduces her to the actual avatar, Korra. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, Mako, why can't you date <laughs> these, these lovely ladies? And I'm just like, oh, grandma. Oh, grandma, if only you knew. Only you know. Well, she thinks that Asami is very pretty, which is true. God, she's so. And then she's like, "Decor, you're very pretty. muscular." She's like, "Oh, you're very muscular." And Decor is like, "Thanks, you too." Also, Cora, Mako have like a hug, and Mako yeah. just kind of like because they, they're all happy to see each other. They're all hugging, and then Cora uh, and Mako hug, and Mako's like, "Oh, uh, sorry, I, I'm just really happy to see you." And she's like, "Fine." But like Cora's like, "Dude, it's cool." Like, I know, I know your grandma wants us to get together because she doesn't know this story because mm-hmm. you know grandmas. Anyway, okay, anyway, and the message. Yes, so um, the message is, uh, the so the Red Lotus is going to the Northern Air Temple, and they are going to take out those new airbenders. Like, they're going to axe them. Unless. Uh, unless uh, Korra turns herself in. An ultimatum. That is the ultimatum. So Tanaka's like, oh, maybe he's bluffing. But they're like, yo, he just like totally assassinated this Earth Queen lady. Yeah. He doesn't bluff. He's not messing around. Like, he's he's ready. Like, you know what I'm kind of thinking? I wonder if, like, Cora would have turned herself in if, like, she knew why they wanted her. Mm-hmm. Like, what their plan was. Because then if she knew the plan, she could probably, like, work her way around it. Right. Yeah. Like, if she... Like, because that's the whole thing, because we still don't know what they want. So would... If they knew what... um If sh- they knew what they wanted, would things turn out differently? Who knows? Who knows? I mean, I know the answer to that question, but, like... I know you do. But I can't tell ya. Um, so they uh, they have to get in contact with Tenzin, uh, but they don't have any radio communications where they are. Uh, so they have to go to the nearest place where they can get in contact with them, which is Zalfu. So they they contact Suyin. They say, hey, get in contact with the Air Temple, but Suyin can, can't get in contact with the Air Temple yet. Uh, they arrive in Zalfu, um, and Korra is able to get in contact with Tenzin, except... It's too late. It is too late. Also, we forgot about the meditation scene. Oh, yeah. Well, I thought that was after that. No, wasn't it before? Because then it's like, because after that, because I thought they, like, Korra meditates in the spiral world. Oh, yeah. I messed that up, guys. I'm sorry about that. How dare you? Uh, so, yeah, before they get in contact with Korra, gets in contact with uh, Tenzin. She basically decides to go in the spirit world to contact, to see if you can contact Zaheer. Yeah, she knows where Zaheer goes in the spirit world, so she tries to go in there. Somebody says she'll watch over her body. Anyway, so, um, but Korra does not find Zaheer. She finds Iroh. Hooray! And she asks for some sage advice from our good pal, Spirit Iroh, um, because Korra doesn't can't get in contact with her past life. She's the only avatar in like ten thousand years who can't get in contact with a past life to ask for their advice. Um, and so uh, Iroh's like, well, yeah, you know, they you can't get in contact with anyone, but hey, you know, you got that Zuko guy there. Like yeah. he's pretty cool. Like he's my nephew and everything. And uh, he, you know, he knew Aang better than anyone. Well, almost better than anyone. Yeah, because that's like probably his wife <laughs> and Sokka. And Sokka and Tom and just all of them. God, I miss them so much. Guys, I miss Team Avatar. Well, the OG Team Avatar. 
Yeah. I love him. And then she goes to Zuko and asks him some stuff. Yep. And uh, Zuko's like, hey. And uh, Korra's like, hey, what would um, Aang do in the situation? And Zuko's like, well, you know, Aang's biggest dream was to get the airbenders back. So he would do anything to protect them. But he also knows that it was his duty as the Avatar to, you know, be the Avatar. So he doesn't really help there. Uh, but there is a nice part where Korra says, like, hey, yeah, okay, because I asked Iroh, you know, your uncle. And, and she was like, like, you talked to my uncle? Aww. And she's like, yeah, a couple times. And, like, the look on his face is like, Aww. I'm like, oh, yeah. And then somebody has to cut them off. Somebody cut them off. Um, and I, know, I mean, it was a good reason because this is, like, when they get the message that, like, yeah. hey, Zier's on his way. And then he's there. And yeah, then that's why we did that. And yeah. then fight. And then fight. So at the air temple, um, so at the air temple, they Tenzin tries to initiate an evacuation um, before basically the Red Lotus can get down and start wreaking their havoc, which doesn't work. Uh, doesn't really work because they're already on top of that thing. Like they they got it. They the Zahir informs the Airbenders that like, hey, I don't really want to hurt you guys. I'm just using you as leverage. To get to the Avatar. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Tenzin ain't having any of that. Like nope. Tenzin, it's ten- Tenzin, you know, it's part of his duty. He's there to protect the Avatar. Um, he's like, yeah, over my dead body, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so he takes, so Tenzin, Bumi, and Kaya take on the Red Lotus. And he urges the other airbenders to get the hell out of there. Um, yeah. Meanwhile, the, while they have to kind of dodge a Pali, who is still in the airship, and she's kind of sniping yeah, yeah, down on everyone there. So a fight scene ensues. Yep, and it's like a fight scene and it's an evacuation scene. scene. Yep. And they're all fighting, and then Kai's just kind of like, I'm going to sacrifice myself. Basically, yeah. So it gets to a point where um, the airbenders need to get to the stables, to the bison, to evacuate. Uh, but Pali is there, and she, you know, is preventing that. So Kai decides, he's like, all right, it's Kai time. And I he, really wanted him to kiss Nora, though, before he did that. Yeah, it's all right, though. It's all right. I know, but like... Uh, so he takes the air glider, and he goes and tries to distract Pali um, so the rest of the airbenders can get away. And he gets kind of shot down in the process. And Janora is very sad. And we are very sad. We are. That was our fourth boyfriend that she didn't get to kiss. Rest in peace, Kai. Rest in pieces. <laughs> Rest in pieces. He's exploded. All right. Um, and then more fighting. More fighting. And uh, Kaibumi and Tenzin are kind of not doing great. They're not doing great because the Red Lotus is, uh, they're pretty good at what they do. They're great at what they do. They're very good. That's the problem. Tenzin is also fantastic at what he does. He is a master airbender through and through. Also, ming gets like, them. also ming gets octopus arms. Yeah, there is a point where, uh, Ming-Wa is good at collecting that water, and she can kind of grow more arms from that. Mm-hmm. God, she's so cool. Yes. God, she's such a good fighter. Mm-hmm. Um, but Tenzin is pretty good at holding his own. Uh, Kai and Bumi kind of end up falling off a cliffside. They're okay, though. Mm-hmm. But, you know, not doing great, but they're no. okay. Uh, Tenzin, he get, ends up getting ganged up on by And the, then he says, like, I'll do this in my last breath, and I'm like, what? And you're like, what? Like, Sorry, what? And then there's a shot of we get to see him getting beat up on, and then we kind of pan off so then we can't see anything anymore. Okay, I'm, so, I'm sorry, what? Can't see anything anymore. Um, it was a very sad. What happened to him? Yes, Caitlin, what happened to him? I don't know, but it doesn't look good for Tenzin. No, you do know, and I'm mad. It doesn't look good for Tenzin. No. That's all I'm saying. I don't think he's dead, actually. Doesn't look good for him. I know. I'm saying he could get kidnapped. He could get seriously. I don't think he's dead. Mm-hmm. And our last shot is uh, Kai is okay. Hooray! That's the, I don't that's really the care at this point. Yeah, that's the person we were all worried about, right? Um, and he is awoken by a baby sky bison. Uh, and they, the two of them decide to go back to the temple, which is under siege. And that is where we end that. And then the only next step from here is the book three finale. Yeah. It was in the next two episodes. Yeah. But what did you think of these guys? I really liked it. Yeah? Yeah. Like, there was ten... There's like... It's definitely... There's a lot of tension build-up for the finale. So I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm really excited. And like... Yeah. I think like... I guess like what I find interesting is like... You kind of know like probably the main characters aren't going to die. Right. It was another season. Mm-hmm. But like it still kind of gave you like that feeling that like a main character could go. Right. I'm so, so sad Tenzin dies. <laughs> that would be something. He's got a family. He does. 
He's got four children. Yeah. And have a nice wife. Yeah. And it's the only airbending master. Well, no, Cora's not even an airbending master. She can do it. Yeah. Like, Tenzin's the only, like, real master. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't kill him. Don't do it. Don't kill him. No, you already killed the Earth Queen. Be bad. I didn't like her, but he killed her. Yeah, we already had a murder this season, so. Is there, like, one murder a season? Yeah. Okay, well, who died in season, who, who was murdered in season two? Um, Unalak. Yeah, but nobody cares about Unalak. That's true. I think Unalak's the only one, though. I don't think Okay, well, a lot so of far casualties. I've only killed, like, villains. Yeah. Well... Yeah. True. Yeah. Well, Earth Queen wasn't that great, but we, she was, we I didn't like her. Yeah, we got we got our one murder per season. Yeah. Quota. All right, what do you think? Um, yeah, I liked this episode. We had good action scenes. I mean, I love seeing kind of the, the older folks fight, uh, like as in Taya Kaya uh Boomy and Tenzin. Love seeing them duke it out. Um, Red Lotus is just so much fun to watch. Like, they're good fighters, yeah. and, like, you hate them, but you love them, but you don't want them to win, but you kind of It's kind of like I get their point of view, but then, like, they murder people, and I'm kind of, yeah. and, like, I don't love their chaos idea, but, like, they're so awesome. But, like, they sell it, though. They sell it real good. This is why we need a prequel. This is why we need a prequel comic. Please. Or right show. Well. Or show. Get the actors back. They'll do it, probably. Please, yeah. Really. What else are they doing? I feel like, I don't know if, like, voice acting's, I know, like, voice acting's, like, difficult, but, like, I feel like it's a simpler, like, it might be, like, a like an easier thing to do than, like, regular acting, because, like, you don't feel like getting, like, a costume. You can just, like, come into a studio in your normal clothes and just, like, record. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not saying, like, it's, I'm not saying it's not hard. I think it's definitely hard. Yeah, well, because you can't, it's hard because you can't use your body, really. Or you can't show. You yeah, can't yeah. But I'm saying like I would say it's easier in fact that like you don't have to like be on set like early in the morning and you right. don't have to like get into like costume and makeup. It takes, yeah, it takes less time. And you don't have to like learn like choreography. It's just kind of like come as you are kind of yeah. thing. But like get into character. Mm-hmm. That's what I meant. Right, right. So the voice actors out there, I believe that it's definitely hard. I don't think I could do it. Right. I could do my own voice and like do a character, but I can't do like any other voices. Ah. Uh, I'm Lou. not talented in some ways. Oh no. Anyway. <laughs> oh no, that's sad. I'm, uh, I'm cool with it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I feel like there's not a whole lot to say because this is one of those instances where like it's a good episode. So you're yeah, like, it's yeah. good. I'm ready for the finale. So ready. What else? So ready for the finale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what else to say here. What do you think is going to happen in the book three finale? You know what? I, you know what? I'm going to tell you this. Oh, tell me. Tell me what you're thinking. I genuinely have no idea. That makes it fun. I know. It's like the first. I, I love going into something like, and having no idea what's going to happen. I think Cora is going to end up either getting captured by the Red Lotus gang okay. or she's just going to turn herself in. I think that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I don't. I think Tenzin's going to get seriously injured. I don't think he's going to die. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know what else is going to happen. What What do you think the Red Lotus wants with Cora? I don't know. Like, there's like, they want her for like to like bring forth the chaos thing, but like, I don't know how. Mm-hmm. Like, is there, like, a, another portal that needs to be opened? Do they want a mind controller? Do they just want to, like, like change her memories? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Right. There's a lot of different things it could be. But we don't know yet, and that's the fun part. Yeah. So, yeah, and I have, I'm trying really hard not to, like, reveal any of it. Because, like, there's a few things I could have said so far to, like, kind of give it away. But I don't want to because it's fun not knowing. I know it is. Not really for me, though. <gasps> what? <laughs> we just got a comment. What? We, sorry, I was, I was opening our comments for Comment Corner. Oh, yeah. So comment we just got is really funny. Did you see this one from 17 hours ago? No. It's <laughs> can I read it? Yeah. It says, <laughs> it's from our uh, book three reaction video, and it says, is the guy gay? For the sensitive people, I'm only asking not being rude. <laughs> Wait, you? <laughs> Can you keep that in? Can you keep that in? <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Viewers, uh, listeners, uh, we're both girls. <laughs> we kind of went over this in the Riverdale podcast. Yeah. Oh my god, that's too funny. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's I no, I do get mistaken for a guy sometimes though. 
I do. But your voice sounds like a girl. I know. And it's weird because mostly it's only when people like kind of like see me passing. Like usually if I'm like getting on like public transport or like leaving a place, they'll be like, oh, sir. Guys, like I'm looking at Kayla right now. She clearly, she has like boobs. Thanks. <laughs> I grew it myself. <laughs> you might need to answer if you're gay though. That's the only thing. <laughs> I do like he was like I don't know what the comment was, but he sounded like you're being nice about it. Yeah, no, that's so it's like we're fine. not mad. We're not mad. I'm not mad at all. Like that's fine. Like sometimes I hey I like to keep it ambiguous. I like to I like to you know I like to make people like not really know sure and it makes people in public very uncomfortable and they don't know if I'm a guy or a girl. <laughs> do we want the viewers to know anything or just like you're a girl? Well, the whole, it's interesting because the whole premise of our podcast is like two chicks talking. Yeah, about like we said we were chicks. Like it's kind of like yeah. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, the whole thing is, I, I like to keep it pretty I've been in, I'm like, assuming like they think, either they think you're gay or they think you're my boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Which neither is true. <laughs> I, I want to I print out this comment and frame it on my wall. <laughs> I don't know who this was, but I think we love you right now. Yeah, this, uh, do you want me to say his, his, oh, I'm not even, I'm just assuming, I don't even know what your what name is. What is it? Uh, it's, it's a boom O-I. <laughs> okay. Okay. Hey, hey, boom. Hey, how's it going? Um, we appreciate your comment. We do. Sometimes you don't know. Hey, you're pretty bold, too. You're pretty, pretty bold Wait, to yeah, ask those yeah, kinds yeah. of questions. And so, like, I appreciate your confidence in just straight up asking what somebody's sexuality is and also also assuming somebody's gender. Be They're very clearly, um, probably not. But, oh, my God, this is my favorite fucking comment <laughs> that we've gotten so far. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm posting this on Facebook like right now. Not right now, but when we're done with this. Uh, I hope this person is like I don't want this person to feel bad, but like No Don't like, feel bad. Don't feel bad. Like this is like th- we're getting a huge laugh out of this. Just and we're not laughing at you, we're just laughing at the whole situation. But just to make it clear in like one sense, Kaylin. Yes. You're a girl. Yeah. Pretty sure that's how I was. You born. identify as a girl. I was born that way. You're born that way. I you're happy that way. As far as we, I don't. I mean, we don't really talk about it. <laughs> you're a girl. I'm a girl. Yeah. I'm happy as a girl. Good for you. I'm proud of you. <laughs> I'm pretty boring. I'm happy as a woman. I like men. We're good. <laughs> uh, I'm boring when it comes to that shit. That's okay. Hey. Do we any like, other comments? We, 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 like we have a lot you. of we have a lot of fucking comments. Yeah, we do. So I uh, I know that was that was a weird way to transition to the comment corner, but I think we're ready for the comment corner. I think we're already here. Okay, let's go move on to our comment corner. We have a lot of comments um, through. We have some tweets at us, which I'm really excited about. Yeah, um, we, we got also got a lot of comments on our reaction and some other comments. Yeah, thank you guys so, for really. I'm we're happy you guys, you guys so really much. like them. Yeah, thank you guys so much. Um, I know we got a ton of positive feedback on our reaction videos. So much. Yeah, like those are the first. Keep asking. Those for are them. our first videos to get over a thousand views. Yeah, we appreciate that so much. We're really excited that you guys like them. Mm-hmm. Um. And uh, so we're going to, if you don't hear us read your comment, we'll get to it next time. Um, we went a long time without doing comments because just because last time we recorded, we recorded um, just a ton of stuff. Mm-hmm. So if you don't hear your comment, um, don't worry. We'll probably get it later uh, just because we, you know, there's a lot. Oh, we got yeah. another, we got two comments actually recently. Yeah. One was like, them. there's like a discussion one in, epi- in the book, the reaction. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do we want to get that one? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, sorry, we're trying really hard to find, uh, some good ones to read here. Uh, do you want to start with tweets or are we going to end with tweets? Well, let's end with tweets. Okay. okay. So you want me to do this one? Uh, yeah. So this is like a discussion that we found. It was from the... This is from our, uh, book three premiere. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, so it starts with, um, the leading man 08. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, let me see if I can get the full comment. That's a long comment. Uh, so it starts off with him saying, regarding core energy bending away people's air bending, she might not be able to... Do that to much not blah blah blah. She might not be able to do that after what happened in the season two finale. Remember that the lion turtle gave energy bending directly to Aang, and now she's lost her connection to him. She essentially she's essentially a brand new avatar, unrelated to the past ones. So it's possible she only has access to the four elements Rava originally had and not any other powers that past avatars may have obtained on their own. That's my take on it anyway. And then somebody else uh, commented, um, JP mm-hmm. says, I disagree. Rava had the additional elements when Wan got them. Who's to say that when energy bending was given to Aang, it wasn't held onto by Rava? It could have been directly. It could have been direct. Been directly to given and directly given to Aang. But I think it was given to Rava and just appeared as being given to Aang. And then a couple hours ago, from when we're recording this, yeah, yeah, from uh, Ming guy, 
My Me, guy? My guy? Mie guy? M-I-E-G-U-Y. Yeah. Um, he says, I more took it that the lion turtle showed Aang how to energy bend through bending him. The only time that Korra energy bends is when she is in the Avatar state, which is when she is drawing from the knowledge of the past avatars, which she no longer has a connection to. Oh, so this is a really interesting discussion. I really like I'm happy this. we got a discussion. Yeah, guys, we love discussions. We love when you guys talk to each other um, and can throw back those different ideas. So do you, have an, do you have an opinion on this, Dara, actually, about the energy bending? About whether it's something that Korra can do with only through her past lives, or is it something um, that she can still do because uh, this power is held through Rava? I mean, I wasn't really thinking about it. I think it is. I think it's held through Rava because mm-hmm. it's an ele- energy technically an element, right? That's what I think. Yeah, because in I, I definitely yeah, I'm more on JP's side here, but I definitely see where you other guys are. But where you guys are coming from um but i think that it's kind of like when the line hurdles gave the, the power of bending to Wan through rava and how she held the other elements uh, i think rava holds the energy bending and the energy bending didn't come through a past avatar mm-hmm. so yeah so that's a really great discussion so thank you guys so much that's a really cool one to read okay do you want to talk about it in the comments that basically are like uh i love you guys, i love your guys reaction we can tell them like what our plan is or do you want to do that later um, yeah, so here's, so we got a couple from, uh, we got a couple of comments from people who really like our reactions and ask. We got them like, in, like, several, yeah. like, the book two finale in our, uh, episode crap, not episode crap, uh, 25. Mm-hmm. Somebody brought that up saying they really like our reactions, and you guys, it seems like you guys like seeing our faces, and it's, like, a lot of people, uh, there was one from my Mo says, uh, I agree with CJ. I think this format is more fun for watching shows and will be more likely to draw people to the channel than the long-form podcast. Great reaction. And uh, and you're right. This is much better. I like this one before, but this format is better. Mm-hmm. So we still want to do the podcasting thing. And that but is like, by Mordica Mort. Uh, the other one is Maya Mo. So I... Uh, and there's one on this episode. Let me. I might yeah. So, uh, but uh, thank you. And and you're kind of right, my mo, because uh, we jumped a huge number of subscribers after posting that. Um, so we're seeing how these reaction videos are drawing people in, and I hope people stay and listen to our thoughts on them because I I mean that's the main reason that we create this channel. That's the main reason we create this podcast is because we like to talk about things and give our thoughts on them. Yeah. yeah. Um. So we enjoy reacting to things. Um. But we also really like giving our opinions, and we love the, kind of the discussion that comes from it. Yeah. So um, we have a so, plan. Yeah. Yes. So our plan is, uh, we've done this already. I don't know if by this point the Death Note episode, we, d- we watched the movie Death Note. Yeah, that'll, that'll be out before this. Okay, so if you've seen that, we filmed ourselves like talking about it and doing the discussion thing. Mm-hmm. So we're going to try that. I don't think we're going to try. I don't know if we're going to try with like the rest of Legend of Korra. Mm-hmm. Definitely with the next show we're going to try. We just want to see like editing-wise how to do it and like that right. kind of thing. So like if you watch the Death Note thing, also we did a thing of with um, – we reacted to Riverdale yeah. and we did a discussion on that. So if you've seen that. Which will probably be out maybe either uh, – probably after this. Okay. I don't I don't know. I have to clarify um, – I have to solidify that schedule. So yeah, um, yeah. just just keep watching because we have a couple different things uh, coming down. Yeah, so – and so like – See if you like that format. Let us know what you think. If this is if you like this better or not, and we'll work on like you know working on that. Hopefully, I'll be able to afford Adobe, and then I can help out. Right, and um, you know, and if you are listening to this uh, audio base, just because we're recording, we're still going to be posting things to iTunes, and that mm-hmm. will be a primarily um, audio format. So we still want to have that capability of you being able to watch or listen however you want. So that's kind of that's so that's kind of our us. plan. That's what we're doing. So, yeah, by this point, like, there will be a video thing out, and just tell us what you think. Yeah, yeah, so, um... you want to do the tweets real quick? Yeah, I saw a couple of comments. I... Or is this episode going too long? No, um, we... No, we had room kit because we finished reviewing pretty early, so so this is fine. Um, I have a comment here from... Uh, Kevin's PC. I believe we've read one of your comments before. You've commented on a lot of our videos and we really appreciate it. So thank you. Oh, it seems like our fact, our fact, uh, what, what did we call him? Fact check Kevin? Fact check Kevin? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. We call you fact check Kevin. I yeah. hope you don't mind. But we say it very affectionately. Yeah. We, yeah. We mean, yeah. 
Um, so Kevin's PC comments, uh, and this is on episode 23 when we reviewed uh, the first two episodes of book three. He says, just to be clear on the history of lava bending, it was indeed shown before in The Last Airbender, but it was only done by avatars while they were using the avatar state. Roku, Kiyoshi, and an unnamed avatar performed the feat, but as they had control over all elements, it was not clear at the time as to which type of bending they were specifically using to control lava. The Legend of Korra now clarifies it to be earth bending. Plus, since they had all triggered the avatar state prior to performing the feat, it was possible that they hadn't learned the technique of lava bending themselves, but were instead channeling the skills of a past avatar that was proficient in it, in the same way that Korra had channeled Aang's ability to energy bend. So, uh, yeah. Ooh. Awesome, Kevin. Thank you so much. Like, that's such a, a really good explanation. Keep coming out. Keep commenting on those facts. <laughs> we love you, fact check, Kevin. Uh, but yeah, that that's a really good way of, I didn't even think of how to describe lava bending before. And I think because in that episode, I had say we hadn't really seen lava bending before. And that wasn't true. Mm-hmm. Um, because with the creation of Kyoshi Island and those episodes with Avatar Roku, we did see it. Um, so thank you for kind of laying that out there. I think that's the best kind of description of lava bending I've seen as far as the history of the show. So thanks so much, Kevin. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to make sure we highlighted that one. And I, we do have some other comments from you. Uh, we'll probably touch on them in another episode just because we want to make sure we get to a lot of different people here. Um, I think I'm going to go over to the tweets now. Tweety tweet. And like I said, if we didn't uh, get your YouTube comment, we're probably going to cover it later when we have uh, record some more and then we can more evenly distribute them out. Um, just because we <laughs> recorded a lot of episodes and then we got a ton of comments after. So we're kind of trying to juggle that. Mm-hmm. Um, so thanks for your patience. Thanks for all the comments too. Yeah, thank you so much, guys. We really appreciate it. It's, it's a lot of fun. And every time we get a comment, we kind of geek out a little bit. Just to, uh, <laughs> So this is from our question of the day post. We, we post questions of the day sometimes like... We remember. Yeah, we'll try to be more. uh, If you guys like that idea, if uh, like telling us, you know, your different opinions on things, um, we'll try to do it more often. So just let us know. But this question of the day from August 24th, we asked, who is your favorite pair of female friends in media? Film, television, books, video games, etc. So uh, this is based off of we are really stoked about Cora and Asami friendship in the beginning of book three. Um, So we got a comment from Miguel Hernandez at Migzero. M-I-G-Z-E-R-I-F-I-C who says Max and Chloe from the game Life is Strange would have to be my favorite female duo of all time. Um, so are you familiar with Life is Strange? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. or no? I, I'm familiar with it. I, I like. I don't it. play video games. Right. Like I watch people play video games so I've seen like I know what happens in Life is Strange so like mm-hmm. I get that. And yeah, it's a problem. It's kind of like a friend. It's kind of like it grew as like a really like powerful like friendship by the end. So mm-hmm. I'm like I'm cool with that. Or more than friends. Depends on what you do. Depends. Yeah, depends on the choices you make, right? Yeah, yeah. Nice. I'm trying, trying to think of other ones. That's uh, a really good example. I was trying to think. I, I was kind of hard, having a hard time, like, thinking of ones mm-hmm. for myself, except for, like, Thelma and Louise. That's the thing. Oh, yeah. I can't think of any other. I I, I know like, I probably, like, there are definitely other ones. Because, mm-hmm. like, female friends are kind of thing. And probably all the girls in Sex and the City. Okay. Yeah, we talked a little about Sex and the City last episode. Yeah, I, I know. Benny and Veronica. Betty and Veronica, yay. Yay. Riverdale. We're still on that Riverdale mindset. Oh my god. Uh I can't what are you what about you? I can't think of any. Um, oh gosh, I don't know. I have to think about it. Like they exist and they're good. They exist and they're good, but it's it's hard to like pinpoint them. I guess because you're not really can't ever think of like looking for it a lot. So anyway. Um on to next tweet. Yeah. So next tweet is from our good friend at Badger Trout, who's always tweeting at us, and we really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, last time we read one of their comments, uh, we asked uh, how to spell their name, and they say the double E in uh, oh, I'm still gonna mess it up. Uh, it's pronounced like the E in hen, but long. So I interpret it as like a nace, 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 nace. We are so sorry for <laughs> our native English speaker tongues, uh, Ness. Um, Ness, Ness. I feel like I have to get my like my my German on because uh, I do speak a little bit German. Anyway, there you go. And say and also comment. I love when you get kind of off topic in your discussions. Thank you. We love getting off topic too because we, we do it about, a lot. We do it so much and we talk about some weird stuff. Uh, but we really enjoy it and we're glad you enjoy it too. Like apparently, Caleb being a guy. Like apparently, I'm a dude uh, and also gay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that means that we're not dating then. Ah, I'm sorry you had to find out this way. Oh. <laughs> anyway, um, and next comment question is, uh, which characters, moments, things from Avatar Last Airbender were are your favorite? 
and also comments, I love hearing your general conversations on these things. So yeah. I had a hard time thinking about this. There's just yes, so many. There's so much. You know what I thought about right now? What? For a good thing? I, I think I have a couple. Uh, like anything on the Puppet Master. Okay. I love that episode. Yeah. It's really creepy. Yeah. And then um, Avatar Day with um, Sherlock Saka. Yes. And that's so funny that I think people now really love the episode Avatar Day. Um, Did people not like, like it first, before? It was, a, it was a filler. Like, when I first saw it, I didn't like it because I thought it was filler. But looking back, I realized I also just love Avatar Kyoshi. Um, and so that Even was... Even though she murdered a, a guy? Yes. Oh. God. Love her. Um, yeah. So, what's your... Granted, the here murdered a woman, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. Yay, murder. Yay. Um, no, murder is okay, clearly, in the... You know, like the anime Japanese culture. We've seen Death Note. It's okay. <laughs> uh, so, uh, well, let's start off. Let's break it down a little bit. Uh, who's your favorite character from Avatar? Or give me your top how many? Probably Katara. Yeah. I feel like I, I relate to her the most. Yeah. Just like that kind of thing. And then uh, I'm a big type of Taran Saka. Yeah. Like I love Ang. I love Ang to bits, but just like mm-hmm. Taran Saka just like. I know. I'm sure they did them really well in the movie. Don't do this to me. 10,000 subscribers. Don't, don't do this to me. We're watching the last Airbender movie. Make it happen. <gasps> Come on. That'd be nice for All them. Right. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to be in more pain than you are, maybe, because I've never seen it. You at least know what's coming. Uh, God, it hurts so deep inside. Anyway, uh, my favorite character... Uh, I always, it's always been a top three for me. Uh, Zuko has one of the best character arcs. That's true. Ever. He has such a good character arc, um, from start to finish. It's wonderful. Um, and I really love him for that. Uh, Sokka is such a good mixture of, he's a character that seems like he's there for comedic effect, but it comes out to be a really genuine and sincere, uh, good leader, um, all around well-rounded character. Um, I love Sokka and also Toph. I do like I Toph. Love Toph. Yeah, yeah. I think I love Toph more after The Legend of Korra. Because um, we talked about a little bit before about how I really love how, like, she is kind of an imperfect person. Yeah. Um, and doesn't do things kind of by the book sometimes. And uh, I kind of, yeah, I just love Toph as a character, like, as a person. Um, it's just really fun. And just, like, when you ever, whenever I go back and watch Avatar and she just kicks ass and she just, oh, it's so much fun. And she's just so much fun about it. So a great character. Those are probably my top three. Um, I love everyone so much, though. I know I just thought about, yeah. I, like, I remember, I think I was, like, in some, I was listening to the episode where we were talking about, like, Toph and Sokka. Mm-hmm. And I think I looked up, I might have gone into the depths of Tumblr. Oh, no. I didn't find anything that bad, though. I did find some, like, like pictures of them, like, like cuddling tenderly. Yeah. But the the talk of fandom's still alive, guys. I don't think I Again, should... I'm cool if it was just a one-night stand. Yeah. I, I, I've, I've had a couple of people tell me that they, they're on my side with this, about my theory. So I'm just saying. Well, good for them. Thanks. I have, <laughs> have some friends there. Uh, anyway. So, yeah, I think... That's it? Yeah, we have some other comments, but like I said, we'll get to them at another time. Uh, thank you so much for asking them, though. And, uh, yeah, we, we appreciate your viewership. Uh, I think that's... I think we have talked enough on that. Yes. <laughs> all right, so uh, that is all the time we have for this episode of First Reaction, Fan Reaction. If you are uh, watching on YouTube, we'd really appreciate a like, a comment, and a subscribe. Uh, we love those comments. We do read them on the oh, show. Really close as you to, guys, we're really close to 100 subscribers. Yeah, we are, like, at this point that we're talking, we're really close to 100, and we're really excited. So um, thank you so much to everyone who subscribed. Thank you for so much who listens to our very, very, very long rants about various things. Yes. Um, we really appreciate it, and we love your comments. Yes, and um, like we said, we're working on the filming thing, so tell us if you, like, think it's a good idea. Like, I yeah, mean, we did it anyway, so, like, tell us, like, if you're uh, excited for it, and then when we when we release them, let us know what you think. Yeah, we're, we're trying some new stuff, and we're really excited for you guys to see it. So thanks for coming on this ride with us. Um, if you want to follow us on any other kind of platforms, you can always follow us at Twitter, uh, at Witty Clothes. Like us on Facebook. We are Witty Clothes Productions. If you want to come over to Patreon and see what the heck it is we do there, um, we are Witty Clothes Productions. You can always send us an email if you like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are Witty Clothes at Gmail. 
uh, com. We are also on iTunes. So if you don't feel like looking at a screen or want to listen to us on the go, you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Um, if you are an Android user, you can find us through uh, various kinds of apps like AntennaPod. I know somebody who's an Android user. So I was telling the other day about how they can uh, listen to our podcast. So we're not signaling you out, Android users. You can still listen to our stuff through various means. We're Despite also the fact we both use Apple products. Yeah, we, we are kind of a hey, Apple, Apple. want to sponsor us? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe give so much money. We are, we are kind of a Apple sluts over here, so it's fine. So much Apple sluts. Uh, it's true. Anyway, um, yeah, I think that's... Uh, you can also leave us a rating and review on iTunes, and we'll, we'll read those too, because uh, we always like to hear what you said, the good, the bad, the ugly. We'll read it. Yes. Um, so it looks like that's all the time today. When we join us next time, um, what... Whether we're putting out a Riverdale review, uh, Death Note, I think we're probably already put that out. Uh, but next time we're talking about Legend of Korra, we're going to talk about the book three finale, and you can bet there's going to be a reaction. I of feel that like one. I'm gonna, I feel like I'm gonna cry with feels. You might. I might. Um, so those. I'm episodes, a crier sometimes. Those episodes are called Enter the Void and Venom of the Red Lotus. Very excited. Okay then. All right. Until next time, I am your host Kaylin Clothier, and with me is my co-host Dara Whitman. Peace. Peace. Peace.